Lovely. Hopefully the internet cooperates with me today. Don't fuck with me. Oh. 74, 74, 74. All right. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 74 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Tyler. I am your host this week, and I'm joined as always by my awesome, superbly fantastic co-host, Mr. Karen. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I've actually had a very, very chill week. I've I've played yes. a couple of games, caught up on a bunch of shows, watched a couple of movies, just, you know, laid back, chilled, had some fun instead of working. You were able to do things this week. You were yes. able to do a multitude of things. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so awesome to hear that. What were you watching? Caught up with She-Hulk. Watched, nice. Um, watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Um, oh, that's, that's how you know you had time. You watched that trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how you know. Uh, you, was it the extended edition of each one? No, no. Just well, okay. whatever's on Netflix. I'm not entirely sure. But um, Gotcha. We'll probably be watching the Hobbit trilogy over the weekend. So, you know, have a that's how you know you have time. If you're able to watch yeah. the Lord of the Rings trilogy in a week, like during the week, you got time on your hands, especially yeah. if it's like the extended edition, because those versions, I think, are like just over three hours or something like that. Like, that's how you know you have time on your hands. So I'm happy that you had this much time on your hands this week. So. So am I. I'm very happy to have had a chill week. So I'm adjusting the brightness of my camera because I just noticed I look like I'm inside the sun. Yeah, I, I noticed it too. I was just like, <laughs> huh, maybe he'll fix it in post. I don't know. But you could <laughs> do it on the fly. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you do look better now. You're not, it's not as like bright white in your room or anything like yeah. that. So you're all good. But that's awesome. You've had a good week. A much more chill week than normal, which is always great to hear. Yeah. Um, I had a pretty chill-ish. I had, I think I said, yeah, I had a pretty chill week. Uh, you know, as a recovery week from the crazy <laughs> weekend I had. Well, the crazy weekend slash half of last week that I had. It was, it was a good week. And oddly enough, at some point during the week, I realized that I felt like mentally <clears throat> re-energized and refreshed. Yes. Um, not because of the weekend, but just because of it's like the lone weight has been taken off my shoulders. <laughs> like Technically, we still got to wait for the applications to go out in October. So then I like, you know, put my name into that hat and be like, hey, yeah. cancel my stuff. It's, it should go through for sure. But like, just knowing that it's a weight lifted off of me has mentally energized and refreshed me. So now I'm like planning certain things that I want to try and do and make moves that I want to make happen and all. And just having all that in my mind is going to be very excited about the future, hopefully the near future. <laughs> um, so like I've I've been feeling good and I've been able to play um some this week. I mainly just played Destiny this week. Uh just you know, Same. catched up on that. We'll talk about it later. Both you and I have been playing that. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a great week for me. I'm happy to hear it's been a great week for you. And I think it's gonna be a great week on the show this week. Uh, you know, play to win podcast, shall we break down the week's biggest gaming news through in-depth discussion? Not a whole lot of big news this week, but mm -hmm. um We'll still get to it. We'll still have, you know, I think a pretty fun, enlightening and maybe passionate discussion uh, about one of these topics in particular. Uh, before we get to those topics, though, remember, if you unpack our services, I said that weird podcast <laughs> services, subscribe, um, leave us those lovely five star reviews. Let us know yep. um, and let other people know 
how much you enjoy the show and share the show with anybody and everybody. Uh, it all helps so, so very much. So please do that. Same goes for on YouTube. Subscribe and hit that notification bell so you are alerted as soon as the video goes live and you can watch it the very second it goes live. You can be the very first viewer, uh, you know, do that. And then, you know, leave those likes and comments and shares again. All of that stuff helps with algorithms, helps us, uh, you know, be more discovered and all like that. So <laughs> we greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you all so very much for sticking around, watching yeah. each episode each week, listening to the episodes each week. Uh, we're happy. We're happy to have you. Happy to have you here. Okay. All that said, let's talk about this week episode. Oh, this week's episode. My words, my mouth. <laughs> it's all weird right now. You're, it's all you're just weird. you're just so excited to get into these topics. I know. That's what it is. I'm ready <laughs> to talk about PlayStation and their new mobile division that they got going on. We're going to play a bit more of Guess the Game Review this week because, again, it's a bit of a light news week this week. Not too many main topics to talk about um, or stories that could be main topics. So we're going to be like some more Guess the Game Review. Uh, we'll see if Karen will be able to guess the last couple games I had picked out before. Before we get into any of that, though, we need to talk about Halo. Yeah. Halo Infinite is was in the news this week for not good reasons yet again <laughs> unfortunately um let's just say people are very disappointed very upset and the game is does not seem like it's going to be in the place it needs to be anytime soon no nope. uh karen you did you hear about this did you read about this um what, what do you you know you're my xbox guy here you are my core halo person here i guess you could <laughs> say um you know what what's going on so yes i did read about this uh i i saw a couple articles read through them and i walked away i'm like well this doesn't necessarily surprise me a whole lot just because of the stuff that we've gotten from halo over you know since the last, almost year that it's been out but i am um, the the word you have here in the dock is very apt i think it's very disappointing yeah, disappointing to say the least. Uh, for those who don't know, let's get into this. Let's just give a real top-level yeah. over overview of this. So on Thursday, I believe it was, uh, 343, they put out a quick little blog post with the roadmap for the next, for the next, I think, two seasons. Basically for the remainder of this year and season three of Halo Infinite, right? And... Roadmap is not looking good, <laughs> to say nope. the least. It had a lot of people upset, and then it got even worse once we got once they like once people got got to the uh, the thirty minute video that they put out, basically giving a breakdown of like, hey, here's what's gonna here's what's happening, here's what's gonna happen going forward. Let's talk about this roadmap first, though. So originally, season three was supposed to happen November of this year. And it was supposed to go November till March, I believe. Or at least we just knew November for certain is when it was supposed to start. I don't think we knew like how long it was going to go on. I don't think so, no. Now, season three is not happening in November. Season three is happening in March of next year. What's mm -hmm. happening in November instead is a free winter update. This winter update will include the Forge beta, it will include campaign online co-op and mission replay. It will come with two new maps, um, one for arena, one for the, um, one for big team battle. Both of these maps were made in Forge. It will come with a free 30-tier battle pass. 
It'll also come with the match experience beta, um, a new the new like January event called Joint Fire, a new game mode called Covert One Flag, uh, a December event called Winter Contingency Two, and quality of life improvements. Let's stop right there. Winter update. What are you feeling? I mean, honestly, I'm I'm a little bit kind of back and forth on it. Like, I do think they're including some good stuff in here. Like, I'm really excited to get my hands on Forge. I'm really excited to check out the new maps. Not so excited that uh, campaign network co-op and mission replay uh, are the key words there. I'm sure we'll get into that topic. But, um, I mean, like, like I said, I go back and forth on it. It's, right now, I'm I'm more kind of for it than i am against it but that's probably gonna change yeah like on its own i think this winter update it's not that bad it's i think it's fine you know it's cool it is what it is i think it is still excuse me i think it's still disappointing that there are only two maps coming Mm -hmm. um that that is disappointing to say the least that means in a full year halo infinite will have only received four maps um but I mean that that is what it is. Let's get to season three though. Um, and also, I'd actually just say how long um, the winter update goes on for. No, the winter update lasts from November eighth to March seventh. November eighth to March seventh. So that means season two, in effect, will have been going on for t- for ten months. Yep. Season three, which is titled Echoes Within goes from March 7th to June 27th. So a bit over three months, just a bit over three months. Season three is going to come with two new maps and one arena map, one big team battle map, a new weapon, which is the M392 Bandit, which people have kind of like seen leaked footage of online and everything like that already. Um, But as they describe it, it's similar to the Halo Reach DMR. Uh, A new piece of equipment called the Shroud Screen, uh, a new 100-tier battle pass, and then also Season 3 will come with custom game browser, in-game reporting, new game modes, VIP and escalation, a new fracture event, a new narrative event, forged beta updates, and quality of life improvements. Season 3. I think, again, similar to season to the free winter update. Okay. Like on its own, it's fine. But again, it's disappointing that one, we're still only getting two new maps. Yep. It's disappointing that the first new weapon coming to Halo with Notes multiplayer will be coming a year and a half after the game came out. Well, not a full year and a half, like a year and three months after yeah. the game came out, or four months. Depends. It's all weird time and everything. <laughs> uh, because the multiplayer came out in November, but the full game came out in December. So yep. really, it's like a, a year and December, January, February, March. So a year and four months since the game, since the multiplayer came out. Um, like, it's, you know, you gotta wait that long for a new one of those and that long for a new piece of equipment. It's, it's just like, we're waiting this long and then this is all we're getting after this much time. Like, yep. that's what makes it disappointing and just like lackluster. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like, like you say, it will have been out for a year and four months. We will have gotten a total of six new maps: three for arena, three for big team battle. 
one new weapon, one new piece of equipment. I honestly don't know why they're not introducing more content more rapidly. Surely, surely you would have, maybe not in like an entirely dedicated team, but you would have multiple people at 343 working on maps, weapons, equipment, game modes, what have you, year round, because that is what people are playing most in Halo. Like, I'm sure nobody is playing Halo exclusively to play the campaign over and over and over and over again. They will go, they will go and play multiplayer. So to see them not add a terribly huge amount of content in such a large space of time is very disappointing. Yeah. And when you watch the, uh, the video that 343 put out, you have Jason, Joseph Staten there. You have Sean Barron, who is the head of live service. Joseph Staten, he's the head of creative. And I forgot the other guy who was there. Um, he's the guy who typically has like the really long hair. He has the hat on as well. Um, blink on his name. He's been in previous videos that 343 has put out for Halo Infinite. Um, Halo fans, you probably know exactly who I'm talking about. I actually might open a window real quick in a moment because I see I'm looking kind of bright. I'm looking kind of dark and you're looking kind of bright right yeah, now. It's crazy know. how things have changed. I can't get um, the lighting right today. Yeah, I know. The lighting never wants to work out. But um, that aside, when you watch the yeah. video, they, they kind of talk about this. And Sean Barry, who's the head of live servers, he was kind of on the hot seat. And he spoke kind of directly towards what you just said about, man, I'm like, it's disappointing that they're not putting out more stuff more frequently like where is this stuff and he says that you know it's he acknowledges i don't think i don't remember if he said it verbatim himself but like he acknowledged that like yeah like the way the game has been going so far it's not okay like it's not up to you know players standards at all it's not up to i guess you could say industry standards in any way shape or form like no one's happy with it and it needs to be in a better place. The team knows it needs to be in a better place and they want to get it into a better place. And that's one of their major priorities that is achieving seasonality. When they say that, they mean putting up more content faster with an ideal goal of four seasons per year. Like he said in the video yeah. that just having, you know, two seasons per year is not going to cut it. Like that that's not like two seasons per year that are six months long. Like that's not going to cut it the way they've been doing things. And they need to get um, more content out faster more like with ideal goal of four seasons per year so the reason that they're delaying season three is because if they'd put it out at their original scheduled time of november this year that it would have been doing a disservice to everybody like no one would have been happy with that end result so they needed to delay it in order to give it more time to get to where it needs to be because with season three their goal or their idea is that with the launch of season three, that's when we'll start seeing them working towards or actually making yeah. those um, those tangible steps towards achieving seasonality. That's why season three's length is much shorter than the past few seasons. Yeah. And he said in the video that, you know, the ideal goal is to have the seasons be like 12 weeks long, you know, like that's the, that's the ideal goal. But they'll first start taking steps towards it of, okay, maybe the seasons are 20 weeks long, then like a bit shorter, then a bit shorter until we get to that 12 weeks. Like they want to get there. Season three is the start of that. But um, it's still disappointing nonetheless that it's taken this long to get there at all. And while he's Sean Barrett is the head of live service, that's just, if I'm correct, my understanding of his role is not creating the content but getting 
having the schedule and having everything's moving, yeah. like having everything moving and being able to have things, you know, adjusted and change on the fly and whatnot. Whereas Joseph Staten, who's the head of creative, he's the one that, as of my understanding, is the one who creates the things for the con for the season. So the maps, for the weapons, so the um, equipment, like that's his team's um, thing. So like, I believe he even kind of talked about, you know, uh, wanting, you know, needing, there needed to be more content in these um, seasons as well. So the team is well aware of all this, but it's still disappointing nonetheless that it's been such, it's, it's been such a lackluster um, performance. And, uh, you know, and showing from Halo Infinite's multiplayer since the game launched. Like, that, it just has been. No, like, it, it absolutely has. Like, the, again, like, we've mentioned it a couple of times now that they've added three new maps to each, like, multiplayer mode. They've only added one new weapon, one new uh, piece of equipment that's not cut that that's not coming until March next year, a full year and four months after it launched. Like, I want them to get to a place where they're doing you know 12 14 16 week seasons whatever it's going to be i want them to get to a place where they're adding say two new maps per season every second season into into multiplayer i would like them to get to a place where they're adding a, a more consistent and frequent flow of like new weapons new equipment new modes i understand that's going to take time but that still doesn't dissuade my disappointment so far that this doesn't really feel like a a service to Halo, if that makes sense. When you say a service to Halo, you mean like it doesn't feel like Halo is being a live service game, or you mean like, do you mean it doesn't feel like the way things have been going has been doing Halo any services, like any favors? The the, the latter, I I think to me, Halo has always been a game that is like just. For example, back when it was Bungie, they were adding new content. They were making sure that there was stuff to do. They were they were making sure that people wanted to play their game. And so far, at least to me, it doesn't feel like 343 has that focus with Infinite. Yeah. And I mean, there's, you know, there's always been the, the conversations with Infinite, the talking points of how uh, 343 just kind of has been using a bunch of contractors and the contractors, they're there for a bit. Yeah. And then when they leave, then they bring in new people and then the new people have to figure out what's going on and stuff. So like that's played a factor in the game's trouble development, whether it be for the campaign up to release with the multiplayer as well. Like that's been a huge um, factor. COVID of course cannot be ignored or yeah. discounted. Like, of course that's going to play a factor in things, but at a certain point it, you got to wonder like, okay, like we, we can give you grace. We can be patient, but that runs out after a certain point. Like, yeah. like season, once we found out season two is another six month season, that really was like pushing a lot of people's patience. And this right here, it's kind of testing it even more. And I, I feel like it's at a point where people are either going to bounce out the game entirely um, for different reasons. We'll talk about it. Or they're just like, all right, I'll see you when I see you. Um, but I want to talk about the achieving seasonality thing uh, because Sean Barron, he talked about that. And he says here, he talked about like there are a couple main points. And of course, they go far more in detail with them in the video. I highly encourage anyone and everyone to go watch the video. It's like 30 minutes long, but they do talk in detail about what they want to do with the game and all. Uh, so some of their key goals that Sean Barron has with um, the live service team is that players should feel rewarded no matter what they play. So 
that involves them bringing in match XP, which is something we've asked for for a long time. We don't want progression to just be the challenges. So they're bringing in match XP. They want to improve events. Um, they're bringing in career rank. They're bringing in ranked rewards and seasonal and career challenges. Match XP is why we're getting this free update in the fall. Because remember, as I said, there's a 30-tier free battle pass and the match XP beta. They're having it be beta because they want to make sure that the amount of XP that they're giving out when they do the full launch for season three is correct. They don't want to yeah. do the full launch of it and it be wrong. They want to like use the free update to retool things and stuff. And they want to be able to allow people to get through the battle pass faster, which is why they have the free 30 tier one so that they can use that, look at the data from it and go from there and all like that, yeah. which understandable. It yep. does add to the sentiment though, which I definitely saw online after this um, roadmap came out that Halo Infinite has, I saw some people say this, not just that it should have been delayed to next year, which I've seen a lot of people say, but that Halo Infinite has kind of essentially been in early access ever since it released, or at least the multiplayer side. And when you think about it, it's not too far off. Like I can understand the sentiment. Like yeah. there were only what? 10 maps in the game if i'm correct seven arena three yeah. big team battle maps and you know which i mean the game like it's a fun game but it was utterly devoid of content for so long and they were fixing things on the fly the battle pass needed to be adjusted and everything a bunch of times and the, that progression needed to be adjusted a whole lot and everything there's only been two new maps added since the game came out you know, nothing else other than that. There have been a few event, a few events here and there, but nothing like really impactful or consequential for the game, you know, like to get a whole lot of people talking about it. So like, I could understand that perspective that people have had. It's like, so essentially the game's just been in early access all this time. And we've just kind of been like, you know, testing the waters with it and everything. So I can, I can understand the disappointment. It extends to more than just multiplayer. I promise we're going to get to that stuff in a moment because that's the more hot button topic everyone's hungry about. Um, but some of the other points that Sean Barron had with the live service stuff, uh, they want Halo Infinite to feel personal and welcoming so people can express their Halo identity in meaningful ways. So they're going to add, they want to add more distinct and varied customization options and include like a better UI and UX um, across the board. They want the game to have a competitive and fair um, multiplayer experience which I saw some people um, kind of take issue with some because Sean Barron said that Halo at his core has always been a competitive game. And I saw some people online saying, no, Halo at his core has always been a casual fun party shooter that just so happened to take off competitively. It wasn't competitive first yeah. and then, you know, like that grew. Um, I can't say I've never been in the Halo. I wasn't in the Halo community from the start. I haven't been in it like that. Um, but one, one way or another, they want things to be more fair, competitive multiplayer. They want players to expect a stable, high-quality experience. They want all of this to be done, ideally, by the end of next year. But of course, as they say, that could change, depending on unknown factors that may or may not crop yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want them to get to that place, because like I, you alluded to it, that Halo Infinite is a good game. Like it is the, the the foundation is there. They just need to work on building the frame. It's just 
it's just they're taking a bit long to get things up. They're 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 taking too long to add more things that will keep people coming back to play. I hope that gets better. I I, I really do because again, it's a fun game. It it's it's honestly I think my favorite Halo multiplayer experience after Reach, mm-hmm. but not in the current state that it's in is it going to succeed like the way they want it to yeah it, it's it's been a very very rough road like it's there, there's there's so much potential with the game there's so much there potential is. it's just like you gotta tap into it you gotta tap into it you gotta be able to pull that potential out um and really allow it to shine and all like that uh so in order for them to, in order for them to be able to do all this stuff that they want to do with the multiplayer and the live services, that's what most people are doing. They are unfortunately canceling split screen, split screen local co-op for a campaign because they need yep. to focus as many resources as possible on the things that need to be fixed and the things that need to be improved. So split screen local co-op has been canceled and this set off a firestorm across the internet that I was utterly just like wowed by (laughs) i i knew this was disappointing news i that was never not going to be the case i don't think i expected the internet and the fans to be as livid as they were by this news karen your 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 take i need your take on this does it affect me personally no I, I I'm I'm not somebody who plays couch co-op with with anyone really like regardless of the game, but that doesn't mean to say that I am not well aware of the impact that this has had on people. Like Halo is by any stretch of the imagination a couch co-op game has been since Halo One, so for them to just outright cancel couch co-op is a bold move i'll give them that but a very bad one like you you said it i i think best that like like people were rioting on the internet about this people were like i don't think i have seen a reaction that annoyed in in a while personally so to halo or just games in general I mean, it's specifically to Halo, but like kind of games yeah. in general. Um, so I hope they walk this back. I really do because it. I think it is, it is upsetting far too many people for them not to. It's it's one of those things where, I I'm, I I guess I'm kind of torn on it. Right, like you said, it doesn't really affect me personally. Yeah. I. I wouldn't have done a split screen local co-op anyway, so it doesn't really affect me. But I know there are a lot of people out there who I don't want to say a lot of people, but I know there is a there's a fair amount of people out there who would have loved to do this, whether it be um, you know, they want to do it with their friend who lives in their house with them, who, you know, a friend, a sibling, um, a significant other, you know, you you want to play a split screen co-op like that. You yeah. don't want to have to buy another box to play it online or anything like that. Or if a friend comes over, you all want to play split screen co-op together. Uh, you know, like you wanted to do that, you could easily do it like that. Um, so I get that outside, but I, I don't imagine too many people, like grand scheme, many people would have used it. So no. I can understand why 
that ends up on the chopping block. Um, but then there's the fact that people dug up a quote from Halo 5 when Halo 5 didn't have it. And at the time they were like, yeah, we're not going to, we're going to have it in all our games going forward. We're never going to take it out. And yep. then they're doing it now. And it's just like, you said it before and you, you did it before you said you weren't going to do it again and you did it again. So like, I understand that perspective of the anger and all like that. And I'm like, here with, with infinite, I'm like, if this is what needs to be done in order for the multiplayer to end up yeah. in a better space, you know, like you do what you have to do. You cut the thing that is the least likely to be used, I guess you could say. And in this case, if that has to be split screen co-op, then you cut split screen co-op. And I was wondering, I was thinking to myself, like, I imagine the reason they couldn't get to work was technical issues, of course. And I imagine it probably has to do with the Xbox One version. This is still a game that is on Xbox One and yeah. Series X. So having that open world split screen local co-op on Xbox One, I imagine was incredibly taxing. And, you know, it's a thing where you say, okay, just do it on the next gen and not the old gen. But I'm sure Microsoft, just like with Minecraft right now, they wouldn't want to put it on the, con- they wouldn't want to do that on console because they want the feature parity. They don't want one console being yep. better than the other in any way, shape or form. So I imagine they were like, it's either both or none. And that's probably what ended up happening is like, all right, you know, we got to cancel it for both. It is what it is. I'm sure many people would have been fine with it being a next gen only feature because yeah. like, I'm, I'm so certain it's one of those things where having it working properly and correctly might've been a bit too taxing for Xbox One. But then you see people online on Twitter using, glit- using glitches, right? To get local split screen caught working on their consoles both old gen and new gen <laughs> and it's like okay at this point it's like all right if it's working on like the original vcr looking xbox one <laughs> like through a gl- granted it's through a glitch and i think people were saying like there's desync in terms of like time of day and i think there is a wow you look like something what? out of yeah that. i just noticed yeah, you were on. like like just turned into a into a uh, like a goth uh, you know, just like music <laughs> all of a sudden with the coloring. Jeez, Louise, what that was very weird. Going on, Cthulhu came over, took over your computer and your camera. And yeah, stuff. apparently. Uh, I'm gonna keep on going though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, I mean, granted, you know, there's people are saying who are doing the glitch. Like, like there's desync with the time of day, and I think there is like frame rate issues with the map. I believe when you're on, when you're in like the map of the entire of the ring that you're on. But other than that, I think people said that for the most part, the local split screen co-op experience like that was fine. So it really does beg the question, what was the issue then? Why, what was so difficult for 343 to get working? And of course, people doing a glitch is not the same as the actual devs in there. Yeah, like exactly. Seeing the code, seeing what's going wrong, why it's not working at all. Completely different thing. But it really does beg the question, like if we can make it work through a glitch on Xbox One and Series S and X, what's the problem here? Like, why is this not able to happen? Why is this not able to work? Yeah, and I, I, I think it's also the fact that I, I, I agree with you. I, I think most people would have been fine if there were like, sorry, it's Series S and Series X only. Like, one, people are going to upgrade at some point, right? It, like, it, it might not be through the course of this generation, but they will upgrade to a different console at some point. And two... That's still 
a large portion of your player base, I'm guessing. Like, that's still a large portion of the people who would maybe want to use that feature. Again, that that's I have no data on that, so I this is just a an educated guess a little bit. But I I, I just I, I'm with you. I don't understand why they can't do it. I I don't understand why if you can do it in a glitch. I'm sure even if they just had to delay it a little bit longer and take some more time to work on it to get to that point where they could offer it on every platform that Halo Infinite's available on. Like I'm, I just don't understand why the decision was made to outright cancel it other than, or, or, or I will say, I do understand the part of it that's like they need to work on other things. They need to work on getting content out faster. They need to work on quality of life improvements, making the game better, just in maybe making some new content for the campaign. Who knows? But I still think that this was a bad move. I, again, not for me personally, just for the wider Halo community. I do think this was a bad move. I hope they walk it back, even if they're like, it's coming in season four or whatever. Yeah, I think it, I think indefinitely delayed would have been better than outright canceled. Yeah. Um, and this does bring up the question I've seen some people ask of, what does this mean for campaign now? Just like campaign as a, as a whole, like yeah. the way the campaign ends, no spoilers, it kind of ends on a, like a conclusive note, but also a cliffhanger as well. Like, all right, it's like, all right, there's more to come. What is that more to come? Yeah. And if Halo Infinite is supposed to be a platform for the next 10 years, where's where does campaign fall on that? Like, when is the next campaign thing coming? If you are dedicating this many resources to multiplayer, does is campaigns really getting put on the back burner? How long do people have to wait for new campaign content? Uh you know, it, it really does beg the questions like, what's going on? What is going on? And what can people expect from this game going forward? It's, it's, it's a really tough thing to think about because, you know, Halo Infinite was supposed to be this thing where it's the grand return of Halo. And in some ways it is, but in some ways it's not. And when it first came out, I think we were all like, yeah, this is awesome. It's great. This is this is it. But then as time has gone on, things have gone. I think, you know, our our perspective on it has shifted and just gotten more less and less and less optimistic about the future of the game. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame. Again, it's an utter shame because of just how great this game is at a core level. Yeah, so I was just looking up something because I I really think that they could take a lesson from Bungie, right? Like, like look at what Bungie has been doing for the past however many years with uh, Destiny 2, where, like, they've had a major content update once a year with Beyond Light, Witch Queen, Lightfall, Final Shape, whatever. And then they have had smaller 12-week seasons in between, right? Yeah, yeah, they do four a year, so it must be no, yeah, twelve week. Anyway, I I, I can't I, I, yeah, say I've just I, now got back to Destiny. I don't yeah, know how like, long the seasons are. Yeah, like I I learned about that. So like, and I was looking up. So three four three as of twenty twenty two is seven hundred and fifty employees, and Bungie as of twenty twenty two is eight hundred and twenty six. So they're not that far apart in terms of like manpower. So yeah, I. I think that they need to. T I honestly think they need to take a step back, look at what they want to want the game to turn into. I would argue that Halo and Destiny have some similarity, so 
kind I of do, sort of like, yeah one is far more live service than the other oh yeah 100%. Um, at, a, like at a at a base level yeah 100 percent. but just maybe take a step back look at what other people are doing take some notes from the likes of like destiny or even somebody like Fortnite or someone like that and just adjust from there i mean i would say look at call of duty Call of Duty, yeah, I think, that's is, a the perfect closest, example. is the better comparison because Destiny 2, it's a shared world live service game at its core and many more. It's more of an MMO than it is just a regular shooter. Yeah. Fortnite, it's a battle royale game. So like the way you kind of structure your live service for that is going to be different from the way you structure your live service for a regular multiplayer shooter, a la Call of Duty. Call of Duty, it's, you know, there is the main 6v6 multiplayer or whatever, but then there is the Warzone Battle Royale too. Yeah. And they both kind of work together with what how the live servers get structured for it. And it's worked pretty well. So I think Call of Duty is the better comparison point in terms of what you could do or how you could go forward. And then maybe like look at them first and then see what you want to implement from other people in the, um, in the field like Fortnite, like your Destinies. Um, and see how you can implement it and make it work for Halo. You see what you get what I mean? Yeah, no, like Call of Duty is absolutely a, a far better example than Destiny or Fortnite. My brain blanked on Call of Duty for some reason. Yeah, but... I, and I mean, when I say that again, I, I'm just speaking in terms of like direct multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. The multiplayer live services. In terms of actual live service elements like events and whatnot, like of course, Destiny and Fortnite are, I would argue, cream of the crop examples of what you should yeah. do and strive for a hundred percent yeah but at the end of the day really i think a, a, a nice way to wrap this conversation up is let's try and look to the future try to look to the future of, of halo do we think that like 343 is going to get this game to where it needs to be do we have do we think that they will but more so like do we have hope or faith that they will like do we think that they'll get it to where it should have been at launch? Is is Halo just is Halo Infinite kind of just is it dead or is season three really going to be that mark of like put up or shut up? If if season three comes and it's just like an utter disappointment, it's a wrap. Like cut your losses, we're done. I mean, I I I don't want to say for definite because I, I I don't know, but I I think it's kind of getting to that point. I, I think it's it's ultimately it's ultimately going to result in you with season three specifically. You either need to get it right to a point where it brings people back in and restores some of the faith and hope that you that they have in three four three in Halo Infinite and their ability to provide them with an experience they they would associate with being a good Halo, right? But I will say personally, my hope and faith in 343 is diminishing with every roadmap that we get. It's like again, they're not terrible. It's it's not like they're not giving us anything substantial. It's more so they're not giving us enough things that have substance. They're not giving us enough maps. They're not giving us enough weapons or whatever you want to call it. I'm honestly a little surprised we haven't gotten anything new in terms of like campaign stuff because if this is meant to be a platform for halo for the next 10 years i would expect new campaign content to come at some point and i'm surprised we haven't heard anything about that i i would like i would 
what's the phrase i would larken it back to destiny harken it harken sorry thank you um yeah like i, I would harken it back to destiny and just be like look at what they do with their seasons like not only are they making them like they're adding new content for like crucible or gambit or strikes or what, what uh, have you or crucible hasn't gotten constant in a hot minute <laughs> oh no, i'm thinking of iron banner sorry yeah crucible um, has not gotten yeah. anything in a while <laughs> yeah yeah ignore my comment I, I think but, even gambit has gone a while without new stuff too it's really been more so pve based off yeah. based off things that i've read online pvp the pvp side has been treated like dirt and gambit has not been treated much better well then ignore my comments on that but yeah I, I, again i would harken it back to destiny and just say look at what they are doing with the content they're adding that's somewhat why i think halo they, they don't need to copy it exactly right they don't have, need to have this like massive or not massive but they don't need to have new story content every single season but i would like them to do something like you know maybe every year or every two years to get started i guess they have like a, a shadow keep beyond light um witch queen stuff like that so yeah I don't think it's dead. I think it is in the process of starting to die and they need to address that quickly. And I mean, I think that their hope for that is Forge. Their hope is that Forge will be like that adrenaline boost to get to keep this game going, keep it alive. And I mean, from the things I've seen, the brief leaks I've seen of Forge, like it, Forge is looking amazing. Like I saw a leak of someone made basically like a small town in Forge. Uh, someone recently, they made Andy's room from Toy Story <laughs> in Forge. I think I saw um, that. Someone made like the hallway. They made PT in Forge. Mm. Like Forge is looking very powerful. So perhaps Forge can breathe life into the game um, from like people wanting to come in and create stuff. And people wanting to come in and experience things that people have created. There is p- potential for it to breathe life into the game. But how long, how much is life is that going to do? How much life is that going to bring? How long is that going to last for, um, you know, for the game and all? It's, it's, it's a tough thing to ask. I, I really, I would like to believe that 343 can get this game to where it should have been at launch. It's just going to take such a long time. Like they're saying, you know, the goal is to have all of these new initiatives done by the end of 2023. That's two years after the game first came out. Yeah. Like by that point, people are either gonna be long gone or like you're only gonna have your most diehard fans there. And it's gonna be tough to get people to come back if the game is not living up to expectations at that point. Like by that point, you they should be on season six by that no, season five, sorry. Season four should be from June to september so season five should be september or october to december right at that point yeah so starting season six end of season five around then like you gotta hope that things are like in a much better place by then and season three is gonna be that point of showing us like either like showing us this is what we intend to do going forward and if you can't show us anything good and if what you're if you're showing is more of this more of what we've been getting recently I don't see I don't see much of a bright future for the multiplayer of Infinite. And that's not even to speak of the campaign. Like we haven't heard much of the campaign or anything like that. Maybe the battle royale that certain affinity is working on can help. 
But again, that thing that then brings into question of, you know, like people were saying all this time, if Halo had a battle royale, things would be better. Not necessarily because see the state the, that the current game is in right now. Don't think battle royale would be in a yeah. much better state. So like you introduce battle royale, that will bring a surge of people for sure. But again, it brings the question of, can that be maintained? Can that be kept up with? Can that be, you know, constantly, um, you know, constantly living and breathing? Yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to happen over there at 343. Um, I would, I want them to get this game in better shape because I, yeah. I think back to my review. At the end of the review, I said, uh, Master Chief, uh, we could say, conf- we, con- we could confidently say that Master Chief is back and he's here to stay. And like at the time that was true, now, not too sure about that. And that's disappointing. Yeah, the last thing I'll add on to on this is uh, in terms of your mention of certain affinities Battle Royale, I almost don't want them to release it until they have Halo into a good spot. Like, I honestly don't really care if that comes a year, two years from now. I want, like, because like you say, that's going to add more work. That's going to add more things to manage. That's going to add more content to deliver. And when you haven't been delivering enough content already, diversifying the pool of content that you make when the pool is tiny is not a good move. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. But I, Halo Infinite is in a tough spot. I, I hope for the best. I hope for the yeah. best. You know, don't overwork the team. None of that. We don't want yeah, anyone exactly. getting, you know, have, being physically or mentally harmed by any of this. Uh, I'm not calling for 343 to be removed from Halo. I've seen some people call for that. And it's just like, who would you no. give it to? Who would you give it yeah, to? Like exactly. Halo 343 was made for Halo. Like other teams could do spinoff games, sure, but uh, you're not going to take the core series away from 343. Um, they just need help. They need help. Halo needs help. And it's it's sad to see in the state that it's in right now. Let's shift gears now, though. We've talked a lot about doom and gloom for Halo and all like that. Um, let's shift to a more optimistic angle on yeah. things um, with PlayStation curious new mobile um acquisition that they made here for a mobile division that they have that they have aided uh playstation this week they acquired savage game studios this is a team that was founded back in 2020 and they are joining a newly formed playstation studios mobile division and savage game studios is currently working on a triple a live service action mobile game right there karen what are you thinking? Because I'm my thoughts are this was bound to happen. We've like PlayStation has already made clear they intend to, you know, continue branching out from just the console. They're branching, you know, start they're branching into PC now more. Um, I think they kind of mentioned in the past, you know, wanting to do more stuff with mobile as well. It was only a matter of time before we ended up with a mobile division. The only the one, you know, thing that People, the one concern people had when it came to mobile was, is this going to take away from the console groups? Like, we don't want our yeah. Naughty Dogs or our Insomniacs, our Sony Santa Monica's having to make mobile games just because, you know, you want to branch into mobile. So, like, that was a concern at all, but it was clear they're moving in this direction. And I even said it after they announced the Backbone 1 PlayStation Edition, which oddly enough has the offset finger um, thumbsticks, even though it's a PlayStation Edition. But neither, nevertheless, <laughs> um, 
like even when that happened, I, I have said then, and before with that, when we had the patent about the mobile controller or whatever it was that they were yeah. working on, that PlayStation is definitely making a move towards mobile. We're going to see them making more games for mobile. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what those are, whether it be current PlayStation IP or new IP that they have on mobile, but it's all going to be just a service of expanding the PlayStation brand to new yeah. areas and all, introducing more people to PlayStation. Um, and before you do, just give your thoughts. I also yeah. want to add on that this new mobile division, like it's not going to be taking away from the console division. It is operating independently from them. And uh, as Herman Holtz wrote in the PlayStation blog post, the mobile division is focusing on, quote, innovative and on-the-go experiences based on new and existing PlayStation IP, end quote. So there shouldn't be any concern about it taking it taking away focus or resources from the flagship console division of PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think this is a great move. Like, I, I honestly, like, I mean, to me, it would kind of be stupid for them not to go into mobile considering mobile is the world's biggest gaming platform. Like, I think it's like over 50% of gamers play on mobile, on mobile. So I think it would be kind of stupid for them not to. I am, I am very happy that they are going to be working independently so that yes. it's not going to take away from your, you know, like your Last of Us, your Horizon your days gone if they ever bring that back i don't know but i mean it's it's getting a movie yeah it'll come everywhere (laughs) except for back to console yeah exactly so i mean i think it's a very smart decision to set set it up kind of independently i think it's a smart decision to not have your existing teams be focused on that rather than the games already working on and instead go and acquire somebody like savage game i'm not familiar with any of the games that they make but i mean it's smart to acquire mobile developers who have already been developing mobile games rather than try and shift the focus of your existing teams to learn this new platform that would take away from their current workload yeah take away from what they are known best for what they are great at like no one would be happy if we heard that uh sucker punch they're not working on Ghost of Shima 2. They're working on, I don't know, Sly Cooper mobile game. It's just like, <laughs> really? This is how we bring him back as a mobile game? But also, <laughs> this is what you have Sucker Punch doing? Now, yeah. granted, I don't think I'd be mad at a, at a Sly Cooper mobile game, depending on how it's done. Uh, but I wouldn't want Sucker Punch to be to not do Ghost of Shima 2 because they have to do a Sly Cooper mobile game. Yeah, like, exactly. That's... That's not a trade that I would want to make. That's not an equivalent exchange right there in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, so, like, yeah, it is a very smart thing that they are, you know, getting a different studio, having mobile division be its own thing. That way you can give the mobile division its own focus. They can, you know, it, it, it's just a really smart move. Yep. And it's been smart for PlayStation in recent years to expand the brand and the ecosystem in, like, the different directions that they have been. Like, they started with VR. Like you can look, you can, you could say, oh, that's not them expanding the brand or the ecosystem in a different direction, but it is. VR is a completely yeah. different realm, completely new realm, still very niche. Um, that many people are trying, you know, that many are breaking into or trying to figure out and all like that. So they started with that, and now they're doubling down on that with PSVR too, which is looking to be amazing. Then mm-hmm. they're you know branching into PC, putting the games on the PC more and more and more, and like the 
the big signature that they were going all in on that was the acquisition of Nixes with the intent yeah. of porting our games to PC. And so far, each of these ports has been very, very good. So to date, so um, so far. So now it's like, okay, how is the gap going to close between release on console and release on PC? Are we eventually going to get day and date on PC? Like that's now a conversation. That's a whole new field for them to figure out and all. It only makes sense eventually they would go to mobile. As you said, mobile is the biggest um, field, you know, for gaming, for many people around the world. I mean, yeah. Everyone has a phone, you know. <laughs> I said that and I just thought of the Diablo Immortal reveal. Ah, you all have a phone, don't you? Um, but like, everyone does have a phone, you know. So, and most people just play like, what, a Candy Crush or something like that on their phone. Yeah. Um, imagine you could introduce them to the last of us through say i don't know i imagine this is what it would be but like a tower defense type thing in the last of like a clash <laughs> of Clans type last of us game or whatnot people would hate it probably but i'm just you know I'm spitballing a random idea here um like i wonder what type of games we'll get on mobile from playstation are we going to get games that are more similar to like their cinematic triple a narrative games um, from console are we going to get a mixture of that and your more typical mobile fare what type of stuff are we going to get on mobile from playstation i'm really really curious to see what that ends up being yeah no like i, I agree i'm 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 actually really interested how you would adapt like the likes of like horizon into a mobile game or they could i mean they could even start partnering with actually no no, that wouldn't make sense because why would the partners just not make their own mobile game? Ignore me. But like it it's it just it opens up like a, an entirely new world of possibilities for PlayStation and PlayStation gamers and people who play games on their phone, which I was trying to look up a number, but I can't uh I, I can't find one specific. I can tell you that players downloaded 82.98 billion mobile games in 2021. So if that's not an indicator that mobile is a colossally huge market to get into and PlayStation is very smart for going into that space, then I, I don't know what is. But, I mean, I, I would also kind of argue that they're they're also expanding their brand now with shows and movies. Like, like we mm -hmm. mentioned, they're making a, Days Gone, making a Days Gone movie, making a Horizon series with Netflix. They the are, Last of a, a God, Show. Yeah, Last of a Show. There's a God of War one. No. Yep, that's oh, with yeah. Amazon as well. Like, there's a lot yep. of stuff happening. The yeah, Twisted so, Metal show just finished filming. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that PlayStation is actually starting to approach things, one, in a much more friendly way, but two, in a much more smart way. I, I, I think that they're making good moves. They should continue doing that. And I think it is going to pay off very well for them. Yeah. And I, I've seen some people say um, they're, they're kind of going from the Xbox playbook one for one or kind of not one maybe not one for one but it's like the xbox playbook of oh wait wait pc worked for them go 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 pc go pc yeah uh, oh they're, they're doing mobile. I mean, go to mobile go to mobile let's go 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 we're still up on them on vr they're not going to vr yet we still have <laughs> our hand there yeah the, the, apparently they don't have any plans to do that unfortunately yeah but uh no yeah i've seen some people make you know, say like hey like it's you know before they they weren't going to be doing any of this but now they see it's working for them so why not you know do it for their side too and that makes sense like if it was if it works for someone yeah. else why wouldn't you try and make it work for yourself especially when you're a playstation 
you know, people go, people know you, yeah. people love PlayStation. You are market leader. Like, why wouldn't you make these moves, these smart moves? Um, you know, as long as, so long as you're not taking away focus from your core fan base, which is on console, like as long as yep. you're not doing them any disservices, why wouldn't you try and expand your brand and ecosystem into different directions in ways that will help point them all back to the core one of yeah. your console? The shows are being made, the shows and movies are being made because you want to adapt them, but also introduce them to other people so they say, hey, I wonder, yeah. that was based on a game? That was a game originally? Let me see if I can play that game. I want to play that game, you know? Oh, I'm playing this on my phone. I'm playing Last of Us, the Last of Us mobile version. I don't know, just pull out a name. <laughs> you know, Betty, I'm, yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing Uncharted, uh, I don't know. I'm playing Uncharted mobile adventures. Oh wow! Okay, this is based on. A, huh, I've heard yeah. about Uncharted for console. You know, let me see about playing on PlayStation. Let me play, see on playing on console. You know what I mean? Um, it just makes sense. My only hope, though, my I my concern, is that I hope that PlayStation does not go down the trip, typical mobile game trappings, of you know being super like egregiously monetized and predatory yeah. with the monetization and all like that and scummy with how their games are structured and. Uh, put together because they have to appeal to the mobile game market. I hope they don't fall into that trap because that would that just wouldn't be people wouldn't be happy with that, and that would also like put a like a damper on the PlayStation brand name. Yeah, exactly. And you and I know PlayStation isn't going to want that, so I imagine they're going for quality here, not just yeah. like dollar dollar bills. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I don't think it would be wrong of them to put in, like, a little monetization. Like, you could have... Yeah. Ad, yeah, like, I mean, you could have ads on, like, the start menu or whatever. You could have ads in, like, the, you know, start new game, the main, like, home screen. Please, for the love of God, don't do what every mobile game seems to do. And it's like, oh, you played this for five seconds, here's an ad. Oh, you did this for another uh -huh. five seconds, here's an ad. Or... Every five seconds reminds me like, hey, buy more gems, buy more gems, buy more gems. Yeah. Like the like, gotcha mechanics. Like, yeah, it, if you got gotcha mechanics, people are not going to be happy. Genshin Impact, exactly. people love it. But I think even with Genshin Impact, people like criticize the gotcha mechanics in that game too. So like, yeah, be, be real smart about how you do these mobile games. Like that's yeah. going to be a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, you could also have, you could also just charge people for them. You could also, like, I mean, it might not be a huge amount of money, sure, but you could just say, hey, this game is $3. This game is $5, depending on, like, what the IP is, how long the game is, who worked on it, whatever factors you may want. But, like, you don't have to go into this super aggressive mobile market, or you, you, know, you don't have to go into this mobile market super aggressively in terms of we need to monetize every second that people are playing this game. Like my, my least favorite one is when you like finish a level and then it's like, claim your reward. So you like, or, <laughs> like you, you click on it and it's like, oh, to get this, you have to watch an ad. I'm like, no, I immediately <laughs> just closed the game. So yeah, I, 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 again, I do think this is a very good move. And I, I, I have trust in PlayStation that they will do this in a way that is beneficial for everyone. Yeah. I wonder if there will be PSN integration. So like you know, there's rumors that like That's there's gonna be a PlayStation launcher for PC and then PSN yeah. integration there some way, shape, or form. I wonder if there'll be PSN integration here, where like when you play these games, you could sign in with your PlayStation Network account 
And if there will be trophies for these games, you know, that way you can get trophies on on mobile with your mobile games too. That'd be, I mean, that it'd be neat. I don't see any harm or foul in doing it. I don't see a reason not to. Yeah. I also could see them doing something like just for example, when Ghost of Tsushima 2 comes out, they could be like, if you pre-order the game, you get access to the Ghost of Tsushima mobile game. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't I don't think I I don't think I like that idea. <laughs> I, I don't think I do. Cause then that that gates a game behind a pre-order. No, I mean, I'm not, no, like, I'm not saying like it's exclusively available for people who like you could get early access to or something. With early access is a different thing. E- even even still, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I, I I I think let's just let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> I, think. I, I don't. That just sounds kind of scummy and gross to me. I'm just like, let's let's <laughs> not do that. Actually, like yeah. it's one thing if it's like. You completed this in the game. You get this reward in the mobile game. I think like that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't know if I want like, hey, you pre-ordered, get early access to the other thing. Just like, oh, I mean, there's no harm in it really. But you know, I don't really like the sound of it. Yeah. That's just me. Know. It's a personal thing. It's a personal yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of mobile games in general. So like, I, I don't really have an opinion on it. But like, depending on what PlayStation come up with, I might get into them. I don't know. Yeah, same here. I, I might give them a try. I might give them a look-see. Um, yeah. You know, as a PlayStation guy all my life, I feel like I'd be doing myself a disservice if I did it, you know. Yeah. Least give them some attention, give them a try or two, see what they are based on what they are and all like that. So keep your eye on it. PlayStation's mobile stuff. Be curious to see where this all goes from here on. Yeah. Oh, I, I also kind of hope that they don't, like, it may happen, but I hope that we don't get, like, and now here's the mobile section of this of our PlayStation showcase. It's just like, oh yeah, everyone's tuning out now. Yeah, or, here's the state of play with our mobile games. It's like, ah, I guess See, I mean, I do, but I, like, like I, uh, I, I don't think I would mind that too much as long as they let people know beforehand. Hey, this is a mobile division state of play. Yeah, like that's a different story. If it's a like a mixed breed one, that is yeah. just like. Uh, if it's your PlayStation showcase, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 It's exactly what I was going to say. It's like in the middle of their like biggest showcase of the year. Like, and now we're going to talk about mobile. It's like, all right, we're just announced Spider-Man five. All right. After Spider-Man <laughs> five, here's 10 mobile games for you. Back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> and then like, here yeah. is Wolverine three. <laughs> yeah. Like what? How do you sandwich all that in between? <laughs> you don't do that. And what are we going to end the show on? We have such an amazing game here for you, everybody. I hope you all enjoy seeing this next look at a brand new game from our mobile division. Ah! (laughs) Everyone gets up and walks out. No! No! What's this (laughs) new game? What's the new game? It's it's Jack and Dax. Oh, you're Jack and Daxter on mobile. Come on. (laughs) How could you do this to us? Oh, man. That would be the worst. That would be the worst. That's a future I don't want. Let's, nope. let's not will that into existence. Let's not, let's not even joke that into existence. It's not, <laughs> happening. It's not happening at all. We're moving on to our brief mentions. Yep. Uh, our first brief mention, we're going to stick with PlayStation for a little bit longer because the PlayStation Plus games for September have been announced. So the free games with Essential, you know, our typical, usual uh, lowest tier of PlayStation Plus. Your free games for September starting on September 6th until October 3rd. 
our Need for Speed Heat, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Toem. I'm actually, I actually wanted to play Toem when it came out. Never got around to it, so I will definitely mm. be giving it a shot now. Um, now for the game catalog for Extra and Premium. These games will be available starting September 20th. We are getting Deathloop, Assassin's Creed Origins, Watch Dogs 2, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, uh, Spiritfarer Farewell Edition, Chikori A Colorful Tale, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5, uh, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX, Rabbids Invasion, the interactive TV show, Rayman Legends, Scott Program vs. the World, the game, complete edition, and that's just for the extra tier. Which I think mm-hmm. that is a great lineup of games right there. Yeah. And then the PlayStation Plus Premium Classics that we're getting are Siphon Filter 2, the Sly Collection for PS3, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time PS3, Bentley's Hack Pack PS3 versions. So those have to be streamed, unfortunately. But then there's Toy Story 3, the PSP version, and Kingdom of Paradise PSP as well. Overall, I think this is a great lineup. I would agree with you. I think it's a very good month. Like, if I had it subbed yet, wouldn't mean I have it. Um, this month might get me to sub. Yeah. <laughs> like, to the uh, to the extra tier. Like, extra's looking great right now. Uh, premium, it's giving a bit more value. Giving a bit more, especially yeah. with those Sly Collection games. Like, the, granted, they're PS3, so you gotta stream them. But still, like, it's adding some, it's adding some pretty, you know, tangible value yeah. there. So, I'm excited about it. Great stuff coming to PlayStation Plus in September. Um, now, we got games of gold for September. And I know we kind of retired talking about it on the show for very obvious reasons. Games of gold typically is yeah. not great. Typically sucks. For, for my mental state. Yes. But the only reason I did it this week is because, if I'm correct, this is the last time we have an Xbox 360 game in games yep. of gold. So what games do we have? We have Gods Will Fall which is available from September 1st to the 30th. Double Kick Heroes from the 16th of September to October 15th. We have Thrillville, which is an Xbox game, Xbox original game, from September 1st to September 15th. And what's the last 360 game? None other than Portal 2 from September 16th to September 30th. So if you haven't played Portal 2 yet, now's your time. Do it for free. You know, I don't think that's a terrible month. Like I don't I, know any of the games aside from Portal 2, so I can't say whether or not it is. I again, this is just my opinion, but like okay, Gods Will Fall, Double Kick Heroes, don't care about. But Thrillville is actually quite fun. I remember playing that quite a lot on the PC at my cousin's house, so I will definitely be claiming that. And I mean, they they went with a pretty big banger for the last Xbox 360 game. Portal 2 is a very well beloved game. Oh, so, for sure. I like oh obviously yes it could be better it's games with gold it's not going to be great but in terms of like in in the grand calculus of games with gold <laughs> then, in the grand calculus of the multiverse this yeah, is the best thing it could be exactly in, in the it's grand calculus bad. of the multiverse it's not that terrible much better than we've been getting recently yeah yeah so figured I throw it on in here it's in the last three sixty one yeah. we got to give it a special mention. Um, all right, a couple more brief mentions here. Not too many this week, actually, though. Quantic Dream has been acquired by Chinese company NetEase, although Quantic Dream will continue to operate independently and publish its games on all platforms. Good for them. Yep. Sony and Tencent have increased their ownership stake in From Software. 
So Sony now owns 14.09% of the company and Tencent owns 16.25% for a combined total of 30%. Katakawa still remains the largest stakeholder with a 69.66 ownership amount, though. Um, you know, you have people out here saying, Sony, buy them, buy them entirely. It's just like, it's not going to happen. It's, they give her the money, give her the money, though. Yeah. To help them make stuff. Mafia fans, get excited because a new game is in development at Hangar 13. Got to wait a few years for it, though. Sorry about that. But at least it's happening. At least it's happening. Now, we got some leaked images this week of Logitech's cloud gaming handout, which we heard about uh, that they're working on in partnership with Tencent, I believe it is. And so. it it looks, I'm not going to lie, Everyone, whenever we see these new gaming handheld things, they look like the Switch in terms of like the basic layout, yep. which, you know, to be expected. Aside from that, though, I actually think this looks like a Fisher Price toy. Like, this looks like a children's toy. Yeah, like it, it, it doesn't look that great. Like, it doesn't look like, you know, a gaming device. It looks, it doesn't look like a gaming device. It looks like, you know, like the, the generic off-brand, you know, <laughs> name yeah. you get like you know you, that you get for someone as like a, a gift or whatnot. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the appearance. Like it, it's not bad per se, but it just looks yeah, like a I mean, toy. like it, it does. It, it looks like something like you throw in the back for the kids on a road trip to keep them quiet. It doesn't look necessarily yep. like it's a super. How do I put this nicely? High-end gaming gaming device yeah it it's fine it looks fine just yeah i I maybe would have expected a little bit more i i wasn't expecting much from it i didn't expect it to look a fisher price toy uh speaking of leaks though fifa 23 which is set to release on september 27th accidentally somehow leaked a month early uh (laughs) A preload that was sent to players who pre-ordered the game was made active, so Ultimate Edition players were able to get in and play the full game. Mm. Uh, I, I believe EA was banning people who did this, but oh. you all leaked it accident early yourselves. Yeah, exactly. So, like, bought it like off, or, like off the street, so that's on you. Yep. The hits keep coming with this latest FIFA game. Uh, now, a leak that became official is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, it leaked one day this week, like the key art in the title. And then Ubisoft officially announced it, I think, later that same day or the next day. Um, this is the smaller game that we've been hearing about that was meant to yep. be an expansion to Valhalla. Uh, the key art, it shows an assassin who we believe to be Basim or Basim from Valhalla. Uh, he's like in the air about to assassinate some people. He has a hidden blade. You see an eagle in the back. It lo- it's in, uh, I believe, rumors of having it in Baghdad. Other rumors I've read or leaks I've read is that the game is bringing back like the large crowd system from Unity. Uh, you know, like it's really going back to older Assassin's Creed. So I'm I'm happy about that. So uh, the full so reveal though, yes, the full reveal though, coming September 10th during the Ubisoft Forward, which is at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. UK on September 10th. Uh, that's a Saturday. I'm happy they're doing this on a Saturday and not like a weekday. Yeah, me too. Uh. Development on Splitgate, the portal-based Halo-looking type shooter. Uh, that is ending as 1047 Games, the developer, is shifting its focus to a new shooter set in the same universe. Splitgate will still get smaller updates and fixes um, and a new free battle pass on September 15th, but teams may focus will now be the new game. Looking forward to what it is. 
Uh, a Cyberpunk 2077 stream has been announced for September 6th at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. UK. And the stream will focus on the future of the game as well as the anime series Cyberpunk Edgerunners. I'm very curious to see this stream. Wondering what's going to be happening with this game in the future. Yep, so am I. Then uh, we got to the final two brief mentions here. They're Xbox-related ones. First up, the Xbox Game Pass Friends and Family Plan has been confirmed. Uh, it was leaked earlier this week and then confirmed today, but it's been rumored for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's currently being tested in Ireland and Colombia with the price currently set at $21.99 for euros, $21.99. Euros I don't know if it's actually cents there. Yeah, it's cents. Um, and 49900 COP, respectively. Uh, cool. We'll see how long it takes before it gets started over here and everywhere else in the world and pricing in other regions as well. But it's a cool thing that's happening. Yep. Uh, and the UK investigation into the Activision Blizzard investigate. I, I put investigation twice here. The UK <laughs> investigation into the Activision Blizzard acquisition <laughs> is moving into phase two. Uh, Microsoft's cooperating, and they've reiterated that games such as Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch will come to Game Pass post-acquisition, and also that Call of Duty will still come to PlayStation day and date as well. And for also, Phil Spencer, he said, hey, well, I don't think he said this, like, put this out himself, but I know The Verge reported on this. But um, apparently, Phil Spencer made it known, like, hey, we said we made a signed agreement to PlayStation earlier in the year in January, saying that PlayStation will get Call of Duty for several years after the current contract ends. So what several years equates to is anyone's guess, but it seems like we don't have to worry about PlayStation losing Call of Duty for a couple years, at the very least, at the very yeah. least. The common theory right now is that it will be there until the next generation. That's what I mean. People are thinking yeah. right now. Like once the next generation starts, Xbox might make it exclusive. We'll Potentially. Uh, I do have one final brief mention to, to throw in here. It's real quick. Uh, another Xbox one that the coalition is now working with Undead Labs on State of Decree 3 using Unreal Engine 5. Did, get, did that get announced like as we were recording? No, I saw this. I'll look it up again. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. Huh, interesting. Probably it's like giving a few team members to them to help them out. Good imagine so. Probably. Uh, yep, yesterday. I did not see that bit of news. Oh, interesting brief mention. Save to create yep. three. It's trucking along, I guess. We'll <laughs> see that again the next time we see it. Whenever that is. Who knows when we see that game yeah. again. So those are all of our brief mentions this week. Not too many, not too much news to talk about this week as a whole. No. Uh, but I think we still had some very, um, like I said, passionate, enlightening, <laughs> and fun discussions uh, about those topics. We're going to keep the fun train rolling. Keep it going. Keep it going. We're bringing back Guess the Game Review. We did it about a month ago. Doing it again this week. Um, we're probably not going to do all the rest of the games that I have here. I think we're going to just do, we're going to do a couple of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Maybe all of them. We'll see. We'll see how time goes and everything. Uh, for those who don't remember the rules of the game here's how it goes I have reviews for games from across the internet uh, from actual sites and all I read the like I read the summation paragraph of the review to Kieran he has to guess what the game is uh, there's some words are left out of the review because they will give away what it is um, some words are left in just to help him out a bit uh, and yeah those, that's the rules he gets he also gets like Two or two hints. That's what I gave you last time. Two, yeah, I think three. so. Yeah, so he gets like two, maybe three, three hints. Two. Yeah, two. We'll do two. Um, simple, simple and easy, just like yeah. that. 
Karen, are you ready? I am. Okay. I, I think you'll get this first one. Um, because there were some words I was going to take out, but I was like, if I did, it would maybe make this a bit harder to figure out. Okay. So I left certain words in. It should help you out quite a bit. By the time you've seen that ending, though, you'll have unlocked the majority of Marius's upgrades, and there's nothing like enough substance to the gameplay to tempt you to another run. Well, hold on. Let me read that again. I messed up. By the time you've seen that ending, the... Oh, things are popping up on my screen. <laughs> now let me read this. By the time you've seen that ending, though, you'll have unlocked the majority of Marius's upgrades, and there's nothing like enough substance to the campaign to the gameplay to tempt you to run the campaign on another difficulty setting or to lure you into long-term engagement with the two-player arena mode. There's no brains, no muscle, no fiber beneath Blank's extravagantly engineered good looks. This game rings loud, but hollow. Blink likes to contrast Marius's moral strength with the vanity and cruelty of Nero and his made-up sons, but Blink feels like a product of their dying empire. It's just empty decadence. Marius and Nero. I'm true. Okay. My first thought was a Plague Tale Requiem. Far I from don't, it. Yeah, that's what I thought. But also, um, Requiem isn't out yet. Sorry, Innocence. Sorry, not Requiem. Marius and Nero. Like, I... This, this is an Xbox game. Xbox... Oh, this Xbox exclusive, I should also... This doesn't specify. make me look good at all. Um, Marius and... Xbox exclusive. Not ReCore, is it? It is not. I forget. I forgot what the name of the character is in in Recor. Um, Xbox exclusive game, Marius and Nero. I'm also I forgot to mention this rule, which I guess might serve as a not official hint for you. Um, all the games I chose were games that released after 2010. Yeah. Okay. Majority um, of them are games from the most recent generation, though. Yeah, and. All of them are games I I have either heard of or played. Yeah, like I I did not pick. Obviously, I didn't pick games that you yeah. just don't know about. I think I'm gonna need another hint on that one. Well, Nero is a real person. Um, you know, Nero is a real person who I believe ruled the place that this game takes place in. There is nothing coming into my brain right now. I cannot think of a game that has Marius and Nero as characters. You might not have played it, but Rise Son of Rome did. Damn it. I did. <laughs> I, did I, I played like half of that. Mm. But like I played it. Well, like I think that's a game I got with my Xbox. With my Xbox I, One. If I said it was a launch title, you would have known instantly, which is why yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah, I would have that would have been too much of a hint. Yeah. Yeah, five out of Damn. ten. I I kept Marius and Nero in there because I was like, if I take those out, there's it's gonna be way too hard to figure out what this game actually is. Yeah, man, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You failed to figure out that it was Rise, Son of Rome. Look like a bad Xbox fan here. I was about to say you've let down the Xbox <laughs> community. How could you? I have. I'll just sell it now. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let's see if you get this one. 
Blank is made up of many different parts that are pretty good, but the whole is consistently undermined by poor choices in the game's multiplayer economy. No aspect of Blank is beyond redemption, but it's hard to fall in love with any part of it. It's, it's mostly a disjointed, sporadically fun collection of modes set in familiar blank scenes because players have no idea what is really being sold to them or when you have a big name launch that gets in the way of itself more than it creates fun. Blank fans who feel compelled to try everything in the franchise will probably have an okay time, but the lack of clear vision that blank shows at its debut is too much uncertainty for a AAA shooter much less one bearing the blank logo. Okay. Multiple game modes. While you think about that, I want to, I forgot, um, Ali Welsh from Eurogamer wrote the Rise of Son of Rome review. My initial thought was Mario Party, the newest you one. Were, it is not. Well, yeah, 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 I know. Not exclusive game. It's a very controversial game, though. <laughs> Um, I think I guessed this last time. It's not Outriders, is it? It is not. No. The first sentence should be the giveaway for what this is. So it's a shooter that has multiple game modes that people weren't necessarily happy with that is released since 2010. Very controversial one. I'm going to read this again. Pay attention to the first sentence. If you figure out what this is, just say it. Blank is made up of many different parts that are pretty good, but the whole is consistently undermined by poor choices in the game's multiplayer economy. No aspect of Blank is beyond redemption, but it's hard to fall in love with any part of it either. It's mostly a disjointed, sporadically fun collection of modes set in familiar Blank scenes. Because players have no idea what is really being sold to them, or when you have a big-name launch, that gets in the way of itself more than it creates fun. Blank fans who feel compelled to try everything in the franchise will probably have an okay time, but the lack of clear vision that Blank shows at its debut is too much uncertainty for a AAA shooter, much less one bearing the Blank logo. So it's a shooter in in an existing franchise? It is a shooter, yes. A shooter in an existing well-known franchise. Well-known franchise, not exclusive. Not exclusive. This game's this game is consistently undermined by poor choices in its multiplayer economy. That's not ringing anything in my head. It isn't. This game is based on an IP. <laughs> it's not Anthem. Anthem's not based on an IP, so it definitely cannot yeah, be that. It's based on an IP. Based on an existing IP that isn't a video game. Yes, it's, ba- it's a licensed game. That's what I, I should I should say that. It's a licensed game. Is a, no, I, I don't think you would have been that mean and put a Terminator game in here. No, um, I never would have thought that. <laughs> um, okay. Based on a movie? It is based on a movie. Doesn't really help me, I need to be fair. I think that does. That helps you quite a lot. Okay. Shooter, based on a movie, multiple modes, wasn't very well received by the sounds of it. It was mixed, I guess you could say mixed reception, but its multiplayer was heavily criticized and very controversial. 
The game is all based on a singular movie, but a movie franchise. A singular movie, but a movie franchise. Wow. My like, I'm, wow. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, my brain is not cooperating with me right now. Give you 10 seconds. Uh, I honestly think, just tell me. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Really? Dave Tack and Owen S. Good at Polygon gave the game a 7 out of 10. Remember, the multiplayer economy, the loot boxes, controversy. Mm, okay, I'm with you now. I thought you were going to get it. I thought you would have gotten it. Yeah, I, I don't know. My brain is not working right now. <laughs> Much less one bearing the Star Wars logo. Yeah. No, okay, give me, g- give me one more. I, I think, let's see. Hold on, I'm looking at the ones I have here. All right. Maybe you'll get this one. I hope to God you could get this one. I, I, I well, want to get at least one. Let me see, I'm reading this one. Okay, I think you get it. You should be able to get this one. Okay. Blank is fun, relaxing, and simply very chill. You won't feel pressure while playing, and you probably won't get much of a sense of competition. If you're looking for structured goals and a distinct progression towards a specific end, you won't find it in this game. What you will find is a big blank you can customize and develop and trim to your heart's content with plenty of things to build, buy, and place wherever you would like. Like a bonsai tree rather than a board game. Is it an exclusive game? It is an exclusive game. You are literally reading my mind. Is it on the Switch? It is on the Switch. Is it Animal Crossing? It is Animal Crossing New Horizons! Four out of five from Will Greenwald at PC Mag. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) that's why I won this one. I was like, come on, he's got to get this. The word I left out was, what you will find is a big island. Uh, If I had island, it would have been giveaway. Yeah. I had to take out island. Um... All right, let's 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 do this one. Hopefully okay. you get this one. <laughs> Sumo and Elbow Rocket's insistence on treating a game from 2007 like a sacred text is strange. The original blank was fresh and exhilarating, and bounding across the city as a superhuman agent was a thrilling sensation. Since then a lot has happened in the genre. Developers have found ways to incorporate destruction into the action as they weave interesting choices and competent world building into their narratives. Blink aims far lower and manages to hit that disappointing target. Crackdown 3. Yes, 6 out of 10 from Jeff Cork at Game Informer. See, come on. I, I know you I knew you could get some of these. I yeah, know. like you I you said sumo. I'm like sumo. Sumo digital. Okay. And then you said destruction. I'm like crackdown three. Let's see. I will do. I think I'll do two more. Okay. Beneath all the dances, all of the dances, the skins, and the battle pass, Blink is an excellently designed, ever-shifting platform of a game that respects a player's time, whether they choose to spend money or not. There's enough of a learning curve to keep us coming back time and time again, while also being a fun place to play a quick game with a friend. It truly is a modern marvel. Does it begin with an F? It does. Is it Fortnite? Fortnite Battle Royale, specifically. Okay. From Lloyd Coombs at Tech Radar, 4.5 out of 5. They did this review, like, after the Battle Royale had, like, you know, blown up and really became something. Yeah, so. fair. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. 
I I I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn between one of the which of these three I want to do because I think I only have three left. No, I have four here left on my list um, that I haven't done. I'm trying to decide which one to do. I will do. All right, you know what? You're gonna pick the number: 16, 17, 18, or 19. 16. Okay. Blank is a compelling open world action game from the early moments to the final con- confrontation. The main storyline is exciting, and I never ran into a shortage of side content to enjoy. Blank isn't revolutionary in its accomplishments, but it executes the franchise's formula better than any entry before it. The Witcher 3. No. No? Okay. It isn't revolutionary in its accomplishments that you think The Witcher 3 is not? Wow. Never mind. Uh, Open world RPG. Open world action game. Uh, it says that in the review it's a compelling open world action oh okay (laughs) i i I misheard um open world action game exclusive no not exclusive very recent game very recent in an existing franchise yes I'm going to read the last sentence again. Blank yeah. isn't revolutionary in its accomplishments, but it executes the franchise's formula better than any entry before it. What should your key takeaways from that sentence be? It's a franchise and it has a formula. And this one is executing on it better, according to this review. Have we already talked about it on the podcast? We've talked this about it on the podcast. No, not this episode. But okay, we talked about on the podcast in the past. Um, existing IP shooter, non-exclusive, correct mindset. You have Didn't... it. Hmm? You have this game. I have this game. At least I think you still have it. As far as I know, you do. Oh, I can't minimize Zoom to check what games I have installed while recording. Um, <laughs> and it exists it, it's not a Call of Duty game no it's not open world it's not right. a Call of Duty game yeah yeah I'm gonna give you 30 seconds okay I have one more hint I could give you but I think that gives away what this is okay you can give me the hint it came out last year last year open world shooter Open world uh, action game, sorry. I mean, uh, it, it, you're basically first-person shooter. Okay, no. Not the game I was just thinking then. I went way off topic. Um, yeah, it's basically a first-person shooter. Like, it's an action game, but you, you're first-person. You're shooting basically all throughout this entire game. No, tell me. Far Cry 6. Uh, yes, I do still have that. It is currently installed. <laughs> I was planning on playing it after we finished record. Wow! Wow! So look at that. You you knew, which is why you picked it. What are the odds of that? Yeah. yeah. I have three more here on my list. We're not going to do them today. I'll save them for another day, yeah. and I will add more games to the list. Not too bad a job, Karen. You got. I, I think, got what? two out of five. This isn't that bad. Not that bad at all. Good job. Good job. Enough of what 
you know, game we've currently been playing. What are, well, enough of that game that we were just playing. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I, was like, I messed up the segue. Enough of the game, you know, that we were just playing. What have we been playing the past week? Karen, you have two games, one that we both share and one that we don't. What do you want to do first? I think we'll start with D2. D2? Okay. Destiny 2. How's it been going for you in Destiny 2? Going pretty well. I've uh, been working my way through the season of Plunder content. I am at the point where I'm now waiting for them to add more. So I've just been kind of messing around, uh, doing a bunch of catch catches, which I'm actually really enjoying. I really like those. Um, done a few expeditions, mainly to do the like weekly, you know, deposit this much treasure and get yeah, pinnacle gear or whatever it is. Um, really enjoying season of the plunder so far. I'm liking the story. I'm liking the activities that we have to do. Uh, the one thing I will say is I wish they had varied the like pirate hideouts some. Okay. From, uh, like from what I can tell, you go to the same place to do them. It's like the exact same asteroid. So I do maybe I, I don't remember what the first one was. I did the second one, I think a day or two ago. And when I did it, I didn't remember what the first one looked like. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah, like uh, like there might be some differences in it, but I, from what I can remember of both of them, they are very similar, and to me that kind of took me out of it a little bit because why would two pirate lords have the same hideout? So, you know, just rent to get out to each other. Ah, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. All right, I'm time time for me to move on in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they have it on timeshare. One of them has it for some of the some of the seasons. Some has it for the other. Um, I. I haven't used the exotic, the new trace rifle, I think. What what exotic are you talking about? The one that you uh, I once you get when you first start up the season? Yeah. Pass? yeah. Oh yeah. no, it's a fusion rifle. Delicate tomb. Fusion rifle. Yes, yeah, sorry, that one. Um really good. It's really I, good. It's fun. <laughs> I, I I haven't used in fact no, I think I might have used it once. I never use weapons that have special ammo because I, I hate that the the like one, it's hard to find ammo for, and two, you run out when you always need it. So I, I just stick to like the white ammo for my primary and secondary, then you know, heavy. Um well the thing is crazy because like I never have problem finding special ammo. Like I I mean, I picked up on this a long time ago, but ammo drops for whatever weapon you're not using. So if you don't have it in your hand you'll get the ammo for it. Yeah. So, like, it's it's not hard to come across it. I suppose. I don't know, maybe I'm just in such a, like, a, a routine of using only, like, the white ammo weapon, so I never run out of ammo that it just annoys me when I switch over to one that has special. Yeah. So, maybe I'll use it. I don't know. Um, I did masterwork my first piece of gear, though. That's that's nice. something I did this week. Uh, I don't know if you have it. Do you know the sword you get as part of the 30th anniversary? The one that has, like, a maybe i have it i don't know it's like it, it's kind of like a half energy sword oh almost. wait what am i talking about i know what it is i don't have it <laughs> yeah uh that's that's the piece of gear i master worked um okay because like I, I think i'm kind of set on the weapons i'm using i use a sweet business for my main there's a either a submachine gun or a sidearm that i've used for my secondary i can't remember what they're called then i use that sword for my heavy which mm-hmm. I've honestly gotten to the point now where I think I'm just going to upgrade these with like new, like if I get any new higher level gear, I'll give it a shot. I'm most likely going to go back to that. So I'll just dismantle the new stuff for infusion. Um, 
I am currently working on getting the rest of the hunter ornaments from the 30th anniversary pack. Nice, nice. Um, cool. what, one thing I will say is that is a very tedious process. It's essentially complete dares, uh, dares of eternity, which I honestly think you don't level up in a, in fast enough. Because I completed, I think it was like six bounties plus three star horse bounties, and I didn't even level up half a level, which to me mm. seems a little slow, but I'll get there. Nice. Yeah, I've been I've been doing some catch crash this week. I'm like rank 19, I think. 18 or 19. I think it's 19 on the uh on the battle pass, not battle pass, on the season yes. pass. And I, I got there like literally within this week because this is this week has been me playing really actually playing destiny to like seasons of plunder for real this week yeah it wasn't really able to last week so i'm i'm impressed by how much i progressed through the season pass and kind of a short amount of time and all uh but nonetheless i i do like catch crash catch crash is cool um it i think it's it borders for me on whether or not it's as fun as the um Nightmare, Nightmare containment. containment. Yeah, it, it borders for me on whether or not it. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, eh, it's fine, I guess. Um, it's not as fun, but uh, no, I mean, it's still cool. I'm still enjoying it. Um, so that that's been nice. The expeditions, they're okay. I don't think yeah. the expeditions are really much to write home about. Um, but I'm I'm fine with them. The first day or two, it took me. I was I was like a bit confused or a bit overwhelmed by like what you needed to do to get the fragments to do the expeditions. Cause like, you got to do other activities and catch crash yeah. in order to get the pieces you need to do the expeditions. Then you got to go back to the other stuff, but it's like, Oh, you can really do anything. You'll get that fragments to do your expeditions and all. It just yeah. takes time and everything. And it probably would have taken less time if I had a whole like suite of catch, um, catch killers, um, armor on like the, the pirate themed armor on, but every piece of pirate themed armor I got so far, not the power level, but some of the power levels are higher than my current armor, but the the total um, attribute um, score, the yeah. total gear set number is like so much lower than what mine is. That's like, even if I like put more energy into it and put stuff on it, it's still going to be lower most likely. So I'm like, I'm not even going to bother putting you on because you're not going to benefit me that much. Like, yeah. I think I have the bond on, but that's about it. So, uh I mean, I, I, it's a shame I would like to wear that stuff, and it would help out some. But I'm I'm just liking the outfit I have. I'm liking the gear I have. I delicate tomb the fusion rifle. It's dope. It's really cool, especially in conjunction with Arc 3.0, which at first I wasn't I was a wasn't really feeling all that much. I was a bit bit uh, tepid mm. on it, but I think come around around Wednesday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. I started really getting a better feel for it and started really um, liking like, all right, kill some enemies with this and I'll get the trace and then I'll get amplified and then I can move faster and kill some more people and everything. Just like trying to stay amplified all the time and using my arc stuff in conjunction with it all like that. I think like I've really got a mojo going on with it and i've come to really like arc 3.0 well not really like but i've come to just like enjoy arc 3.0 more than i was at first and i don't know if i'd say i have like a solid arc 3.0 build like yeah this is the go-to bona fide build right here but i'm enjoying 
what I had with Arc 3.0 so far. It's been going pretty well. Uh, so I'm, you know, like you said, I'm caught up on the seasonal storyline so far yeah. right now. Uh, I tried to do the Grasp of Avarice dungeon last night. That's the mm. one that you have to do to get the Gallarhorn exotic rocket yeah. launcher. And I was doing it solo by myself because I was like, oh, why not? Let's give it a try. And I got to the first boss and I was just like, I'm done. Because <laughs> yep. the, the first boss, like doing it, I imagine if I was doing it with just with two people at bare minimum, I could get it done for sure. Um, but doing it solo, it's not necessarily an exercise of frustration. It's more so that you already take a quite a bit of damage um, from the giant ogre in the middle. Yep. And like, it's easy enough to try and like, not easy enough. It's challenging, but you can manage to like avoid him and take out the other enemies and get to the phase where you can damage him. But I think once I got to that phase, um, I thought to myself, all right, cool. And I could just like take my time killing him. But then he got a shield back and I hadn't done really much of any yeah. damage to him. I was just like, and I'm done. I, I saw that happen. I was like, nope. Uh, I'll wait. Yep. My brother will help me out with this one. This is going to be, I, this is not a soloable dungeon. I need more than one person. And then yeah. I looked up online, like seeing how much more there was to the dungeon. I was like, yeah, even if I was to try like beat my head against the wall on this tonight, like I wouldn't finish it tonight. So um, my brother comes back tomorrow. Maybe I'll have him, uh, maybe I'll do it with him tomorrow. If not, sometime I'll have him do it with me. But that's why I am with Destiny 2. And I think I might play some today, but if not, I think I'm going to jump back to Tales of Arise or Bloodborne and, you know, bounce around between those two because I've wanted to get back to those games for a while. I do want to finish Tales of Arise so I could delete it off the system. Uh, and also the game's just like, you know, it's a fun game, but I do want to knock it out. Uh, I want to get to Final Fantasy 13 2 at some point sometime soon. Uh, you know, the Call of Duty beta is about to start up. So like, I there's things I want to, I need to knock things off the plate in order to move more things onto the plate. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So that's where I am with it right now. Yeah, I, I think over the next week, I'm actually kind of planning to just play destiny like i i i think i've been like i'm not ignoring it but like now that there's new content to do and i'm getting more more back into it again i do want to like start master working more gear i want to start doing more yeah. like raids and dungeons and stuff um there was something i was waiting to say and it's just completely gone out of my head oh uh i was gonna play crucible this week if uh, uh i think i mentioned last week that i like i haven't touched crucible in forever yeah. like just, i don't really enjoy pvp and destiny but something came over me on wednesday i was just like you know what let's let's go and check out a, a crucible match let's let's go and see how that is uh game crashed loading into the crucible match so i was like maybe we'll just leave this for another day because at that point that's it was a sign like maybe i should do this right now <laughs> yeah so yeah the game was giving me a heads up yeah so i mean i got I am actually kind of wanting to get back into crucible so i'm i'm probably going to do that at, at some point over the next week as well nice and yeah like, i'm definitely gonna do like you know like when once the reset comes on tuesday i'll do the next bit of story stuff and yeah. everything like my light right now is 1570 with the artifact but not the artifact i think it's like 1564 1565 around there something like that you're higher um, than me <laughs> so yeah <laughs> like um i'm pretty good with my light i'm like i'm pretty powerful and everything I would, i'm looking forward to getting to 1570 and all um but i i think i might I might lighten up how much of Destiny I play. Like, I think I'll do, like, you know, play a day or two for, like, with, um, with the weekly reset, play a day or two. Yeah. Um, you know, to catch up on the story stuff, maybe play a bit over the weekends. But um, I'm going to try and dedicate more of the time to 
some of the other games that I've played that have kind of like accumulated yeah, and built fair. up for like the next for at least the next week or two. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's that's why I am with Destiny 2. That's where we are with Destiny 2. Karen, where are you with have a nice death? Tell us about this uh this game, which you told us about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but now we're seeing it for the first time on the show. Yeah, so you can go ahead and start that just now. So I I, I haven't played like a, a huge amount of it. I think I'm maybe like seven or eight hours in, something like that. Um I still haven't beaten the first boss. Like okay. it's like you'll you'll see in this, like I got real close. I got real close once. And I just haven't again because I keep being real dumb. And for like, it's not very obvious to me, at least. It's like two, I don't know if you can see, like up in the left, top left corner, there are like three tiny little diamonds. That's where yeah. it indicates to you if you have health potions or not. So, like, to me, I keep forgetting that I have them because that indicate, like, that's not what I'm looking at while I'm trying to fight a boss. I'm looking at the boss. But, Essentially, you go through the start area and you get down into this part, which is essentially you can speak to your like receptionist. She tells you random stuff, but then it essentially launches you immediately into, you know, killing things, which can be a little bit tricky. It, it's not like terribly difficult. Don't get me wrong. But like, like, as you saw there, like I thought I was dodging while I was doing that attack, but apparently not. I got hit with something. It wasn't a good time. Um, I I'm loving say, the visual style and flair. That's the, exactly what I was going to say. Is I love the art style of this game. It's easily my favorite thing by far. Um, yeah, very much there, Hollow Knight vibes, which I know you love. Oh, hundred percent, all day long. Um, there are like a bunch of mechanics to this game. A lot of them I haven't really explored because I, I'll get to that one when I talk about it. But like as you just saw, there was like this kind of uh, often that pops up that gives you like a boon depending on you know like how far in you are or what equipment you have it'll be like oh this this spell does you know extra damage or you get extra health or your dash reach recharges quicker um yeah so it's like th there are systems to this game but there's one in particular that i just think is a little much well, okay much. like a little I, I don't want to say unfair because I, I think that's not entirely true, but it is essentially you collect gold bars. I think I mentioned this last time. And like you use those gold bars to upgrade like spells or food or stuff that you find. So it like does more damage or recharges quicker or whatever. But it's yeah. really expensive. Like I, I think in my total time of playing, I think I've gotten maybe 12, 1300 gold bars when I, like one upgrade for one thing could cost 600 and i'm wow. like 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 i say i'm like seven or eight hours in so it is a little bit annoying that i'm not able to upgrade more of my gear more quickly because that would go a long way to helping you know like these bigger enemies the one that just spawned at the bottom of the screen like they do a lot of damage they're they they can take a bunch of hits so like it would be really nice if i could you know do you know kill them a bit quicker but because i haven't really found that many gold bars it's a little bit difficult to, and also because the like spells are randomized so you can't like it's not like you can load in with a certain spell or you know you're going to find one you kind of just have to say okay i really like this one i'll upgrade that 
but you know I might not find it again until 50 runs from now who knows mm-hmm. but um essentially you'll, you'll go through a level you'll do what I just did here where you'll get like kind of trapped in an area with and like enemies will keep spawning in at the end of it you get this you get a randomized spell like that rock one um although there's one that's like a shockwave there's one that calls down like proper meteors uh, from one of the ones that I found uh I'll go to I'll go to it again at the end of the gameplay but if you remember the um like big wall of like colored things that I walked past at the start I think that indicates all the spells that I found or all the weapons I found. It doesn't really tell you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I am really enjoying this game so far. It is very difficult. Like, again, I still haven't beaten the first boss. Some of the enemies, I think, do a dis- disproportionately large amount of damage to you. But it is fun. Like, the, the combat's fluid. It looks great. The soundtrack yeah. when you're going through is is actually really good. So... I am enjoying it, just maybe not to the extent I hoped I was going to be. Okay. Do you think? And do you think that's just a matter of? Well, you said you played about six, seven hours. So I mean, at this point, you've played a good chunk of it. Yeah. But do you think that with more time, you might end up like you get more, or it's just that you know, just because of the way certain systems in the game are, that it's not you're not going to get any higher or lower on the game. You got to you know typically it's kind of like stay where you are like it's a fun game it has some mysteries yeah. that kind of like damper your enjoyment but you still enjoy it overall and like it's like you still have fun with this game and you would still like recommend it to others oh yeah definitely like i i think it is a well-made game don't get me wrong like i i do think that there is a lot of good here it's just like like i say some of the systems for upgrading your equipment some of the like i said disproportionately large amount of damage the enemies do to you it is a little bit disappointing to say the least to like spend all Mm -hmm. this time playing and not really feel like i've been rewarded for it like i I think i've upgraded maybe two of my weapons or two like spells you can find and i don't think i've found those spells again since so Mm. like it 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 is quite disheartening to like i say play a bunch and then just be like okay but what have i really like gained accomplished or, or or earned or accomplished yeah right so it's also re- like what, that's another thing I, I don't like about this game is it is really difficult to find health, like really uh... difficult. Um, I was <laughs> you should have seen my face when I found the light the life steal which I've got now because I'm like finally I can actually regain some health. But like I think I, I I wouldn't I I don't know how many runs I've done so far, but I think in the runs that I have done, I have found maybe. 10 health potions if that and like i probably have easily done three four times as many runs so wow like it's it it's it is really really difficult to find health which i think sounds like a tough game it 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 really is like that that's something that i think would go a long way to making my enjoyment of this game more is just allow me to heal like like even if it's like something akin to hollow knight where like as i kill enemies or hit enemies i get like soul essentially that i can then use to heal like even if that was like you regenerate soul at like a very slow pace and you don't get to heal fully because that's another thing is like it doesn't matter how many health potions you find you can never regain your full health because the health potions restore i think a percentage of your health which obviously gets or percentage of missing health which obviously as you heal gets lower and lower and lower and because health items are so hard to find, 
you never regain your full health. Mm, I see. I so see. like I'm like I'm I'm a way to pick up. Uh, like I just picked up an item here that increases my my like permanently increases my health by ten. I found that twice. Like that's that's the second time I have found that item in like I say these seven hours of this game I have played. So like again, it's a good game. I I do enjoy it. I do think it's fun. There are just some issues that I think need to be addressed in terms of like replayability. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a it's an early access game, right? So I wonder. Yes. I mean, I don't know what the devs have said, but I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know a thing where taking in feedback, adjusting things as it goes, kind of like um Hades did, where like yeah. all right, we'll take the stuff in, we'll adjust it as we go, and uh, try and make the game a better game for everyone out there. Because it seems like it. It seems like at its core, it has great ideas. It's a fun time, really mm-hmm. stylish, really fluid. I love the art style and everything. Um. But with just a few tweaks, a little fine tuning, that things could be just that much better. Yeah, no, like I, I would definitely agree with that. Like it is an early access game. I'm not saying that these are like game breaking things, but I do think that yeah. people need to start maybe mentioning this stuff to the devs and just be like, you like, I love the game, but it's far too difficult right at the start. Like I, if this was like later levels, fine, sure. But because this is literally the first level that I get to, it is, again, a little bit disheartening, a little bit disappointing to know that unless, like, my only way of progressing really is just play again and play again and play again rather than giving me substantial things that are going to assist me while playing. I see. Well, thank you for showing us this. Oh, shoot. I kind of knocked over a couple things just by moving my foot because I had it really stretched out. Oh, thank you for showing us. Have a nice death. I, it, you know, I, it looks awesome. I hope it does come to console. That way I could play it. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you do stick with it some more. That way you can give I you will, know, some yeah. updated thoughts on it from you. Yeah. Well, Karen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that awesome look at Have a Nice Death. And thank you listeners for watching and or listening to this episode of the Play to Win podcast. It's been a fun one, I think. I've enjoyed talking to you about these things. Uh, you know, whether it be PlayStation's mobile push, the new division, our disappointment with Halo Infinite, uh, testing your, we'll have you just guess, guess some game yeah. reviews and everything. <laughs> you, you, you redeemed yourself. Don't feel too bad. Yes, you messed up on like an Xbox first party game that you definitely should have gotten. <laughs> and yes, you messed up on Star Wars yeah. Battlefront 2 that I think was pretty obvious, but I'm, I mean, it's just me. Maybe I thought it was obvious. Um, but you redeemed yourself. You redeemed yourself, so don't feel bad. You got another Xbox exclusive later on. So you're good. You are good. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you all. Yes, so very much for watching and listening to this episode of the Play to Win podcast. Uh, check out our site, playtowingames.wordpress.com. Home for all of our content. Go ahead, check that place out. If you want to read reviews instead of watching them, you can read them over there. Um, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole stuff there. Um, so go ahead, check out our site. Uh, hit us up over on Twitter and Instagram at Play2WinGame. You can follow us there for updates on the show and for other things that we may post over there. So give us a follow and talk with us over on those social media platforms. Um, let's see. What else do you all need to do? You need to like, comment, and share this video if you are on YouTube. If you're also on YouTube, you need to subscribe and hit that notification bell as well. Yep. It helps a lot. So please do those things. If you're on podcast services, you know, give us a subscription, 
give us a five-star review. We think we do a good show. I think we do a great show, actually. Um, so, you know, share the love, spread the love. Let us, you know, show us some love. All of that would be um, greatly appreciated. It is very, very helpful. Uh, so that's all the spiel I got to do for, you know, <laughs> closing us out here. Yeah. Kieran, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at BadlyNet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word. Uh, as I usually say, I don't really post super often. Don't really have a lot of thoughts to say put out in the world. But I am planning on, uh, the builder's actually been delayed for the house until the 12th. So work hasn't quite started yet. But once it does, uh, I am planning on, you know, posting updates, maybe some videos on Twitter of like house renovation, building stuff. Should be fun. Okay, looking forward to seeing this. Looking forward to seeing something go from nothing to something. Yep. That'll be neat to see. Okay, exciting stuff. Follow Kieran for that, for the, the HGTV Twitter show <laughs> um, DIY with Kieran. Yeah, Slapdash DIY. That's what I'll call slap it. Slapdash DIY. That's what it was. I can't remember what it was yeah. you said before. Slapdash DIY with Kieran. Check that out. You can follow me over on Twitter at TylerMiller2496, where I tweet about games and movies and anime and TV shows that I am watching and or playing um, amongst other things as well. So give me a follow, chat with me about any and everything, really chat with me. All that said though, thank you all so very much for watching and listening. We'll talk with you all next time. Have a great one. See you all later.